Hello again from my bedroom, and welcome to my quarantine summer. This is episode 4. Today's June 15th. It is almost 80 degrees, but it feels pretty cool outside, and it's 4.05pm. Firstly, sorry if you can hear any background noise. Like I said, it's pretty cool outside, so my windows are open. I don't have any special guests with me today, but I would like to take a moment to look back on my 30 days to being unrecognizable challenge or whatever it was. If you can't tell by now, it's completely failed. I mean, I guess not completely, so the biggest thing that I have given up on is not eating sugar. I don't really see any point or any use in completely knocking something out of my diet, especially with my birthday this month. You know, it's really hard to not eat sugar when it's your birthday. Otherwise, I think I'm doing pretty well. Sticking on top of it, I'm working out at the gym four times a week, and then pretty much every other day I'm trying to get in some light exercise. I wouldn't say I'm unrecognizable, but I also haven't been faithfully reading any books. I've been listening to some. Like I said in a previous episode, I'm not a big fan of audiobooks. However, I think it's really important to consume now more than ever. I bet you guys are wondering what I've been up to lately, and I am as well, honestly, because I've been working a lot, and when I work a lot, it's kind of hard to allocate time to hang out, and instead I spend all morning sitting and thinking about how to work in the afternoon. In what free time I do have, I've been watching Twin Peaks, and I think I'm on episode 15 of the second season. So it's kind of sad that it's almost over, but I already have another series that I'm going to be watching after it, so I'm not going to have that low period after you finish a show where you don't know what to do with your life anymore. In the meantime, though, I'm thinking about getting back into music and starting to play it more. I think for my birthday, I'm going to get myself an electric bass because I've always kind of wanted to play the bass and I borrowed my friends for a while. And I have a few books on playing the bass, so I'm hoping that I can pick it up and then you know, see where that goes, see where that takes me. And on top of that, getting back into recording my own music. I think I've mentioned this earlier in this whole, you know, fiasco that is a podcast. I think I mentioned that I have released a sound on a song, sorry, on SoundCloud. Um, I'm not going to link it in because, I mean, it's fine if you want it. Hit me up and I'll give it to you. But like, that's beyond the point. I think my allergies are kind of getting bad and They were bad earlier, but it seems like spring was pushed back and spring is starting now, kind of transitioning into summer. And I mean, I guess it is technically still spring, but it feels like it's earlier in spring than it actually is. There's a whole theory about how there's not exactly 365 and one fourth days in a year. And I think every 400 years or something, we skip a leap day, but it still doesn't completely make up for it. So, you know, we could be behind, like really behind right now, and I guess we'll never know because we make up time and it's not real. So, I mean, that's what I'm learning through this because with my parents working from home randomly throughout the week, it seems, I just don't ever know what day it is. So on Sunday, I was checking for the mail and I'm like, where's the mail? And my dad said it was Sunday and that was um quite the experience, probably the first time that I've really realized that I have no clue what day it is and no concept of time beyond like Oh, it's Monday, so I gotta record my podcast, or oh, it's Thursday. Podcast time! So, it's kind of up in the air at this point. I don't think I will ever recover from this. Um, I think I will consistently be at a loss for any concept of time in the future. Anyways, I have been journaling more, and I've been reading and watching TV, and I've just been having an all-around good time, not having anything to do. I mean, I need to start doing the courses that I bought, that I brought up earlier, and 
this um, podcast. So I've, I'll start on that soon, you know, probably after vacation. Speaking of which, looking forward, I have a vacation between the days of Saturday, June 20th, and I get back on Saturday, June 27th. So I'll probably either release one episode or skip that week completely. And then between July 6th and July 18th, I'm going to be in Portugal. So I'll try to release an episode because I think that would be cool, an episode or two or three, you know. We'll see what happens, but like I said, up in the air. A little further in the future, I have move-in day for my college, August 22nd. So either around then, on that day, you know, we'll see when we get there, but the podcast will be coming to an end around then. And you know, that's the end of my quarantine summer. So I'm going to try and not look that far in the future right now because I don't really need to. And it's kind of sad to think about the end of this summer that feels like it's never going to end and also the end of high school and you know there's lots of endings coming soon but with that there's lots of beginnings as well and I'm excited for that I'm excited for the future I would like to tell you guys a story um it happened maybe last Saturday so not a few days ago but the Saturday before so I woke up at 7 a.m because my dog was barking like somebody was breaking into the house and her life was and everybody else's life was in danger she was barking like a mad dog so I get up and nobody's stopping her. I don't hear anybody stopping her. So I run downstairs. I, well, I put on a shirt and I run downstairs. And um, so my dad's like holding her collar and out on the porch, there's this small white cat and it's hiding behind our grill. And after a little bit of seducing this cat, I don't know how else to put it, but seducing it, we get close enough and, you know, we think we find it, we find its owner and, um, well, we, long story short, we don't. They came and they looked at it and they're like, that's not our cat. And how many plain white cats with orange eyes are there around here? So I'm like, of course it's their cat. He just didn't look close enough. Okay, whatever. So it's kind of chilling under our deck. And then at like 7 p.m., um, we don't know where it is. And so we're like, okay, well, it's gone. We don't have to worry about it anymore. Then I wake up the next day and I'm like, okay, well, I'll go check for the cat. And I go down and look and I see a tabby cat sitting in the shed and I'm like oh wow so they just switch cats and that thing runs out of there and then I don't see it for a long time it's in the woods meowing really loudly and then I look to the right in the shed and there's the cat from the day before and then this black cat and I'm like oh my god it brought its friend so I send a picture to my family I'm like guys guess what this is insane so they're all living in our shed, um, except for the tabby cat, which we still don't know where it is. And we posted on Facebook and stuff, trying to find its owner to no avail, but also nobody was actually checking where we posted about it. So we actually didn't know if we found its owner or not. So eventually we find its owner and it comes and it gets the cat and he said he has to get it spayed. So, well, one, we thought the cat was a dude, but we genuinely couldn't tell. So he said he had to get it spayed, meaning it's a girl. And also it's not spayed, it's not fixed and it can still reproduce. And so we kind of realized, so originally we thought that it was they were just taking care of each other, but clearly we were wrong, you, you know, clearly. He said I have to get it spayed and my mom and dad and I looked at each other and we're like, oh my God, oh my God. They were not hanging out, they were not friends, they were not taking care of each other, that is. And it was so gross. But we found its owner, the other cats ran away. They actually seemed really mad that we got rid of the girl cat. I hope she's not, you know, preggers because that would really suck. 
not my problem. Guys, long story short, please fix your cats. When you can, it was like a year old, so it should have been fixed already. Moving on. Alright, so since it's Pride Month, I thought I would look up questions people ask lesbians. Um, so I went to Google, obviously, and I found something on Pink News. So 11 questions you've always wanted to ask a lesbian but felt too scared to. And I just thought this would be kind of a good basis to go off of to talk about my sexuality. So the first question is, when did you know you were gay? So, okay. It's kind of a, um, it's like a different question. So I don't think that I knew I couldn't put a word to it for a long time until seventh grade. But throughout my whole life, I think that I've definitely been more attracted to women and not been attracted to men. And then I've also showed more, you know, alignment with male stereotypes and I hung out with boys a lot, which is kind of standard for lesbians, but obviously it's not the only way to be a lesbian. But in seventh grade, um, I met this girl in, in a band I was doing, like a, not like a rock band, it was in um, a, like a orchestra. So there's this girl and you know, I'm like, just wanting attention, I guess. That's what I thought I was doing. And then she was like, um, this is, I think, exactly what she said. But um, it was a long time ago, so it could be a little bit off. She said, take it from a bi girl, you're cute. And I was like, okay, let me tell you guys. First thing I did when she said that, um, I knew exactly what she meant, but I was like, what? And then I cried for like 30 minutes. Like, oh my God, how could she be gay? Like this is impossible and then you know a little bit more thinking and i was like oh my god like not only is she gay i am gay like that that's me and i think it was interesting because okay all you know issues with that whole relationship aside it was it was a strange way to like realize um through somebody else but i'm deep down really glad that i kind of figured it out in seventh grade because you know, it's not like I flourished throughout middle school and high school at all, like whatsoever, but it was helpful for building self-esteem and building confidence in myself. So the second question is, which one of you is the man? Um, so I'm not in a relationship right now. So um, ladies, hit me up. Um, I'm just kidding. Please don't. I get really nervous about that stuff. So the which one of you is the man question is kind of funny because it kind of disregards the whole... Um, idea of homosexuality um and being a lesbian like if you're dating a woman um n none of you are the man unless you know one of them comes out as transgender or gender fluid or you know if you both identify as women um neither one is the man and i just think that's that simple the third question is how did you come out so as ah, your beloved question um so i was okay so it was freshman year um, I think we were doing Fiddler on the Roof and I was in the pit, so we went to, um, my mom took me to get Taco Bell after the last performance, and on the way home, she was talking about my sister. She said, oh, your sister never talks about boys, dot dot dot, is she attracted to boys? And I was like, yeah, I think so, and then another pause, and then I was like, I don't ever talk about boys, and she was like, silence, are you attracted to boys? And I said, no. Then I started laughing almost hysterically because I was really uncomfortable and um, I don't think she believed me but then my sister told me I think two years later that she was talking to my mom and 
I guess my mom didn't believe me because my sister was like, no, she's like actually a lesbian. Like, it's not a joke. <laughs> it's not for the shock factor. So yeah, that's how I came out. Nothing glorious. So I guess I was lucky. Um, I mean, it, obviously I felt nervous to come out, but it wasn't like I felt unsafe coming out, but um, it wasn't an ideal reaction. But yeah, I'm still lucky. The fourth question is, have you ever been subjected to homophobia? So short answer, yes. However, I think that something that I'm more prone to noticing is um, heteronormativity and just, I guess a lot of the homophobia is like jokes, but um, they still kind of suck. So um, if you haven't seen Stranger Things, um, spoiler alert, but for the most recent season, Robin is comes out as a lesbian. And um, I was talking to my siblings and they were like, oh my god, gay people ruin everything, like we wanted her to be with Steve. And I guess for me, um, when she came out as a lesbian, it was pretty pivotal and it was really, I don't know, I really appreciated being able to see someone like me in the media and to watch somebody come out in media and see it be raw and kind of, you know, it doesn't go how everybody wants it to go. But I think that, I guess in my time, there are so many shows where relationships I want to happen never happen, and so I guess it was just kind of like a nice change of pace, and then they said gay people ruin everything, and I know that it was, it was meant to be a joke, but you know, it still hurts to hear it. Um, so for question five, I'm not going to answer it because it's about um, SEX. And then for question six, how are you going to have kids? So, um, well, one, adopting. Um, personal opinion, I think not adopting is kind of selfish sometimes because um, there are so many kids in this world who need adopted and the world is overpopulated and, you know, I could go on and on, but um, as of right now, I don't know if this will change. I don't want kids, so I don't care. Um, question seven, what did your parents say? Um, my dad really didn't say anything. Um, he knows, but like, we just kind of talk about it sparingly, not really, it's kind of like skirted over, but it's not like, um, it's not like they try and force heterosexuality on me, and then you guys know what my mom said, but, so my cousin is gay, and she was like, do you want to talk to your cousin, like, I can set that up, and I was like, no, I, I really don't, like, I'm fine, um, I'm comfortable in who I am and my sexuality, like, I don't really need to talk, so, um, question eight, do your periods sync with your SOs? So, um, like I said, single, so doesn't really apply to me. However, um, because the period cycle, um, there's not that much room. It's not like we have three months and like one period every three months. So it's like random and syncing up is never going to happen. So because, you know, it's only 28 days um, syncing up periods, like it's not actually proven that your hormones kind of like sync them, but sometimes it just coincidentally works out that way. Question nine, do you ever look at a man and find him attractive? Yes, I do. You can find anyone attractive, like straight girls probably think that some girls are attractive, and straight dudes probably think that dudes are attractive. Um, you know, we're just like normal people. You can think people outside your attraction realm are hot. So yeah, question 10, are you ever attracted to your friends? Yes, moving on. 11. Are you really obsessed with cats? Um, 
So I like dogs. I also like cats. I wouldn't say I'm obsessed with them, however, I would not be opposed to getting a few. Uh, we don't have any cats though because when I was younger we got a cat and um, it peed everywhere. Just left a bad taste in her mouth, so we don't have cats at all. Um, so yeah, those were the 11 questions about gay people, lesbians. Um, so I guess kind of piggybacking off of that. I don't really think that my life has been... I'm glad that it turned out this way. Um, I'm glad that I kind of figured it out earlier and I wouldn't have wanted it any other way. Um, it's not like I have a litmus test. Oh shit, sorry. It's not like I have a litmus test for friends like, oh, I'm gay, and then if they run away, bad friend. Like, that's not what it is, but I think it kind of says a lot about my friends that, like, I don't know, even if in the beginning they're not, like, borderline homophobic, they don't really support it, it's really great to see them changing and being able to support me, and it's not like I'm saying I'm some gay ambassador. Um, it's just nice to see, I don't know, I guess in some ways I kind of feel like a human experiment, you know, humanizing the gay population, but not really. At the same time, I think it just goes to show how strong my friends are and that they are able to grow and change um, and learn from me and we can learn from each other and they're able to love and support me even though we're different and I just think that it's really great to see. And I think that it's definitely helped me pick a better arsenal of friends, I guess. So, I'm lucky in that way. Alright, so, books. Um, so last time we checked in, I think I was about halfway through White Fragility and 30 or so percent through, um, um, Writers and Lovers. And I have no idea how far into Love in the Time of Cholera I was. Um, so quick update, I finished White Fragility. My loan on Writers and Lovers expired and so I'm just giving up on it because it wasn't that interesting. I'm sorry, I didn't really like it, it's not my style. Um, and then Love in the Time of Cholera, it's just, I mean, okay, it's a great book. I'll sit down and I'll read it for like an hour and I'll be like, this is so great, like this is so interesting, I must have read 80 pages and then I look and I've read like 10. It's just kind of a heavy book to read, and it's a lot. It takes a lot of thought and energy, and so it's just hard for me to pick it up and get back into it. And that's how it was with 100 Years of Solitude as well. So, you know, I'm working my way through it, but it's kind of difficult. So a few takeaways I have from White Fragility is that... Okay, so this is for all my white listeners, all my white friends out there. Um... Okay, so a big takeaway was that if a person of color gives you feedback on your racism and the racism you're displaying, it means they trust you enough not to throw a hissy fit and not to get butt hurt because, I don't know, and I just think that's just really important to know. Um, I think a lot of the time when we are criticized in general, we'll get defensive and we don't take it very well. So especially when it starts to seem like it's coming for your personal character. However, I think it shows more about your character and it shows you have a stronger, better character if you take it and receive it well than if you take it and start crying and get mad and demonize the person who gave you this feedback. So that's probably a big, one of my biggest takeaways from the book. I really liked it. I do recommend it. Um, if I was to read it again, I would probably read it in person. 
However, all the libraries are pretty much closed except for the ones that are far away. So I didn't really have a chance to go and check it out, the physical book. So I just did an audiobook. And from what I've learned from writers and lovers reading um, ebooks, it's great and all, but it's also difficult because my Kindle dies really fast. So definitely read those books. And so next I'm reading, so you want to talk about race. Um, like I said, we're going on vacation, so I'm going to be listening to it on the way down. I'll probably be able to listen to a few books, actually, because it's about a 12-hour drive. So I'm excited to delve into that. Um, and then I guess I really wanted to talk about music. I think it's interesting. So I listened to a song called Girlfriend by Kitty on Spotify. Um, it was a great song. However, when I started to look into the artist, I couldn't find anything about her. Although I did eventually find it, I just think that artists who are kind of elusive are just so interesting. I remember reading an article about this song that was German or something and nobody could find who it was from and kind of gives me the creeps, like dark internet vibes, but um, also it's really cool to hear. So piggybacking off of that, I have a few songs I would like to share with you that I think you should add to your summer playlist. The first one I have is Girlfriend by Kitty, like I mentioned before. The second one is Song 36 by Alexia Avina. The third one is You Don't Know by Lizzie Loveless. The fourth one is Vogue by Madonna. And the fifth one is Arm's Length by Casey Hill. Um, and then if you're really wanting to get into that sad stuff, definitely check out People I've Been Sad by Christine and the Queens. Happy Pride Month. She is an LGBT singer. Um, so please check those songs out, add them to your playlist. They're kind of bops, also kind of slow, mellow, maybe sad, and if you think they're sad, I'm sorry, but sad music is, I mean, I really, I kick it to that stuff, so that's just what I'm going to recommend. And honestly, I think sad music kind of opens you up to being able to better process your emotions. Um, I say that, but the first time that I've been, like, actually, um, like, consciously sad in the past three months was on uh, Saturday. So, or maybe it was Sunday. It was Sunday. So, yeah, people have been sad. Uh, and I actually am realizing it, which is cool. But also, how many times have I been sad and I just didn't know it? Maybe I'm growing. Maybe I'm, like, having a mental breakdown. I really don't know. So, we'll find out later, I guess. Um, but I'm hoping this vacation really helps clear the air there. Really helps kind of quench that. Um, I guess it's probably a need for calm, serenity, tranquility. I can list more synonyms, but I'm not going to. So that is all I have for you guys today. Um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for coming back. This is your first time. Thank you for giving it a try. Um, I would again like to say, please check out the blog at myquarantinesummer.blogspot.com because I am putting a lot of energy and effort into making cover art for each episode. And I think that you should really check it out because it's cool. Also, you can leave tips, get in contact with me, get in touch with me there. Um, you can leave ideas, you can ask to be a part of the show, which again, I would really love someone else to be a part of the show because I love interviewing, well, not interviewing, but I love talking to people and I think it would better showcase um, who I am as a person and, you know, who I surround myself with. Um, on top of that, uh, some takeaways that I have so far, I think that I'm getting a lot more comfortable in front of the mic because, um, I don't know, the first episodes when I listen to them, they feel kind of forced and now it just seems like, I mean, it's not natural, obviously, but 
I think that I'm getting the hang of it. So again, if you have any tips, tricks, ideas, comments, you know, I want to hear them. I want to get in contact with you people who are listening. Let me know how you liked the episode and please check out the blog. Um, I'll have another episode coming for you on Thursday. So I guess this is goodbye and see you next time on My Quarantine Summer.